on it wherever you are. I don't know if it is night time, if it is afternoon time, or if it's morning time at where you are, but what I know is that we are having a very beautiful day today. Thank God for giving us this beautiful day. Wherever you are, I'm so super excited that you are joining because you have to leave your precious activities in order to tune in, in order to be listening to the Patrick Podcast show. So today, once again, I have another excitement for you because I have yet another wonderful guest to talk to. Um, I guess that is going to give us a whole lot of information. Like I told you before, the Patrick Podcast show is a show that is that is dedicated to educate, inform, and entertain you. And we are just going to be going on education as part of it today because we're going to be talking about albinism. Yes, albinism. Um, this is the first albinism talk on the Patrick Podcast show. And so I am just hoping and I know that God is going to help us for us to deliver a very wonderful, wonderful episode on this. But today joining me is Mr. Kwame Andrews Daklo. Um, he is the he is an albinism. Uh, uh, yeah, he's gonna help us to get um, the the the, the very well. I think he's the albinism rights advocate. Um, also in Ghana here, there are many of them across the world, and he is in Ghana and he does a lot of things. He's gonna be telling us all the things that he does, and he's very 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 important, and he does a whole lot of things in order to help the albinism community. He himself is a person with albinism, and so we, we we thought we should have him to talk to you and to talk to me as well, right here on the Patrick Podcast Show. So without wasting much time, we want to, I mean, go right into it. We want to get him talking because we are so eager. Kwame, uh, please, you're welcome to the Patrick Podcast Show. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you for the opportunity to be on your show and my greetings to everyone everywhere in the world good good his greetings goes to you wherever you are in the world so that is the voice of Kwame and we want to first of all know exactly who you are Kwame we want to have maybe give us two sentences or three sentences what are you going to say about yourself all right, Patrick, as you introduced uh, earlier, I am a person with albinism. My name is Kwame Andrews Daklo, and I speak or advocate for the rights of persons with albinism in Ghana and uh, anywhere in the world. Mm. So, basically, mm. that is the thing about me. So, I work with an organization called Engage Now Africa. And I am the program coordinator, the albinism program coordinator at that end. As well, okay. I work with the Ghana Association of Persons with Albinism as their project officer. So my work and life is about myself, teaching yeah. others to understand what albinism is and doing everything possible to help the albinism community worldwide. Wow. Whoa, whoa. So this this albinism um, conversation is is so dear to me, and 
I know I'm not the only journalist or I'm not the only person who loves to have this conversation. But unfortunately, we do not really have enough conversation around albinism. Um, uh, talking about all that you do, the ways that you do, um, you what? Who are the people like the 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 area angle like the? Uh, is it just Ghana and is it uh, I mean can you give us a little more details as to the people that your work covers or I mean reaches out to yep um, thank you and albinism has been on the back burner for some time now and most people wouldn't like to talk about it or doesn't give the platform for people with albinism to speak but basically um, I am based in Ghana and my actual physical work happens here in Ghana. So uh, our target is the whole population. We want everyone to understand what albinism is. You can, if you can imagine two black parents giving birth to a white child, you can see the anxiety mm-hmm. that comes. So most people do not understand these conditions and then tend to have a lot of myths around it, leading to discrimination and stigmatization. So our target as an advocate and as an organization is to ensure that the public is well informed and educated on what actually albinism is and also reduce the superstition that is associated with the condition. Yeah, the myth. Okay, so yeah. talking about we're talking about what albinism albinism is and the myth. Uh, surrounding albinism. So, can you now give us a brief background, just a very short, brief uh, but um, info- informative uh, background of albinism? What really is albinism? Yeah, al- albinism is basically a genetic condition that results in lack of pigments or uh, lack melanin. Of, lack, lack of, of pigment. pigment. Yes, pigments or melanin. You know, melanin is a photoprotective pigment that helps to protect you, the individual, from the sun. So let me differentiate here. The person who has albinism does not have the dark skin as found in the general African population. Mm. Mm. Yes, a person with albinism have um pale skin or basically looks more of an European mm-hmm. as you said yeah it's mm-hmm. white kind of in color and mm-hmm. the hair so albinism basically affects the hair which look um, a bit browny or white kind of mm-hmm. yeah gray or something like that yeah not necessarily but it, it varies from you know, it depends on the amount of melanin you have in mm. your body, or the amount of melanin your body generates. So that can be seen in your hair, which is colorless. Instead of mm. being dark, it's kind of white or a little bit that. And then your eyes, when you look at your the person without using the eyeballs are colorless. Okay. Some have blue eyes, some have hazel eyes, some have brown eyes. And then the skin of a person with albinism is generally white or pale, something like that. 
so that ah, so mm-hmm. so um you mentioned that somebody with uh melanin or pigment um on the skin usually are able to they have the black skin uh that protects them from the sun or something like that exactly. but you didn't mention because we have a lot of whites uh, a lot of um yeah whites and i mean european european countries like this and the people that live there they most of them are not black so are you saying that they also lack i mean melanin and pigment but yet organisms yeah the you know, albinism is a worldwide phenomenon it's found in every human groups or every uh, part of the world as well as animals and even plants but the difference between the white and the person with albinism is that person who is white because of the the climate zone that person lives he does not need the black skin to be able to survive there actually but those of us in the in this part of the world we need melanin to be able to contend with the heat that i mean the ultraviolet rays that come from the sun so let me basically say one difference is a person with albinism cannot tan and if you say tan that means you can be under the sun and your skin become darker so an mm. european can be under the sun and become darker mm. but if i am in the sun i would rather burn oh okay okay so, uh, so if you don't have so that means you okay so that means the white person uh, over there uh, has some amount of melanin but it still cannot compare to the black is it what you're talking about basically so they have melanin oh. but uh, you know when you notice when the whites come to our part of the world they tend to be a bit darker mm-hmm. than they are living back yeah because of the exposure to the sun Mm. In, in our in our part of the way if i am too much exposed to the sun i will get burned instead of becoming darker that means i cannot tan tanning is like uh, trying to burn down your skin or tone down your skin to be a bit darker so because you know when you expose yourself to the sun there is that reaction your skin try to protect itself from the ultra rays and that protective factor is the melanin in your body so the okay. as you expose yourself to the sun the melanin protects you from the sun from the sun burns so you may you will not necessarily get burned but because i don't have or a person with albinism do not have melanin they will rather burn mm. and they start, mm. start peeling off and they start getting blisters the skin become very reddish wow. and it's very painful wow. that, is, that is so bad yeah it's just like the feeling is just like when you get burned by fire so okay <laughs> i think i think you shouldn't go uh, better on that so of course i can imagine and i know if anybody's listening they can imagine how that that feeling would be like so um how is has has anybody gone through this situation before like somebody personal like you know uh they they have gone through the situation of uh, i mean getting the effect of staying in the sun and being burnt and then maybe it takes the person 
give them their health condition or maybe so, i mean has that come up before yeah uh, myself as a, as i was growing up uh, as a child that was a day i was around 8 10 thereabouts and uh, they have all my hair shaved so mm. i was i was in the sun and by the time we came back from the farm all my head became blistered and got bent Ooh. and everything turned into so so it's like my all my the whole of my head became sore and i have to they have to find a way and it's healed by itself so those are some of the things even look at the hair where there's there's hair by god bless it because mm. it's been shaved off and it's very painful mm. and recently i was i was uh, like after four i was helping a carpenter in the in the house to work on some of the things in the house after four and by the time i leave the by the time it's in the evening i realized i, I had a lot of bent especially in my hands or my face in my head because the shirt i was wearing a very short t-shirt and from where the t-shirt reach to the rest of the exposed area you could see the difference that there is a, a man the other exposed place become very red and painful at the touch and after a few days they started peeling off <laughs> that that's that's wow. a kind of experience you go through when you expose yourself to the sun to the sun so um in our part of africa uh or in our part of the world uh the sun is something we cannot do away with especially if we tend to go out there and work especially if you intend to uh i mean you know go out there to do any other thing and stay in the day uh we cannot do without the sun exactly so if, even 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 people who are who are dusking or who has correct uh melanin and all that to protect them we we all suffer we all cry the, you know the fair ladies out there they are like wow seriously i just went to the north and the sun is making my skin dark and burning up yeah um the question i want to ask is how are you able to deal with this situation like do you have a mechanism do you have a way of dealing with this situation in the in your day to day activities in the sun yes basically you need to protect yourself and the basic thing you can do in our part of the world for protection is to wear protective clothing such as long sleeve trousers okay you can wear hats to cover your face and neck area you wear long sleeve to cover your arms and you wear trousers to cover your legs so that is the basic thing you can do to protect yourself from the sun if you are to be in the sun at a particular moment mm. so you need to protect spectacles yeah so that is one and then the, the, the other one you can do is to use the sun blocks they are creams that have sun protection factors yes i was hold on i was about to talk about that so uh you've talked about the basic things you you have to do as a person with albinism to, to uh i mean cover i mean protect yourself against the sun and all and burning and all that so the second one because i have heard i interviewed one of your guys when i was in school okay. uh at mr abdul ganiu uh yeah i think it's abdul ganiu 
So, and we 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 had a conversation around. He talked about the mil. Uh, I mean, sans sans sunscreen. Uh, what is this? Sun? Yeah, there's that. It's it's a basically sunscreen sunscreen or sunblock. Yeah, sunscreen cream. Yes. yes. So we, we didn't have enough time for the interview, so he couldn't tell me much about it. So uh, I'm glad you are here to talk much about it. So what what basically is this cream and what does it do for you people? Yeah, the, the sunscreen or sunblock, it, it, it's a cream that have uh, something they call the sun protection factor. There, there are chemicals that are put in such creams that can help filter or block totally the sun's ultraviolet rays from reaching your body so basically what what it does is when you apply that cream on your body and you are in the sun the 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 cream the chemicals in the cream turn the sun's rays into um positive energy instead of burning your Mm -hmm. body it's rather um, either it reflects it from reaching your body, or it turns into it into positive energy that goes into your body but does not have effect on on your on your on your skin. So wow! There, as I said, there's sunscreens and there's sunblocks. So the sunblocks they block the sun's rays totally from reaching your body. It's like when you when you flash the Touch lights on the wall, it's kind of or on a mirror, mm-hmm. it's kind of reflecting back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how sun blocks work. So when the sun's rays hits your skin, it reflects back because of the chemicals on your body, which is serving as kind of a, a shield on on the body. Yeah. Yeah, but the sunscreens turns those rays into positive energy for your body to consume. But does not have the effect on. So, okay, so the sunscreen turn them into positive rays or uh, positive energy into your body. Yeah. What what positive energy are you talking about here? Um, yeah. Technically, I may not be able to, but um, when you read, around, okay, that's what um the experts will say, but. You know, there are two different okay. there are different chemicals used in this cream that give you this Okay. Yeah, so something like if you use uh oxide is one of those uh filters. There are sun filters, there are chemicals that serve as sun filters that are used in this cream. For example, mm. use one in Ghana. And now Africa is producing one in Canada. We use uh these chemicals and mixed with other locally uh, sourced um materials such as sun i mean um shea butter we mm, okay. mix these chemicals with it then we get the sunscreen but shea butter okay uh, naturally has about up to 10 to 15 percent of sun protection factor in it when you are using shea butter alone, it gives you some level of protection. But as we added some of these chemical filters, they give you more protection. Oh, okay. Hold on. So, so if you are listening, uh, this this is just another information. Um, 
we when you apply um i mean a lot of you already knows about uh share butter and and the benefits of course it's 15% that is enough 15% to to protect your sun your your skin against sun if you're a beautiful lady and you are listening please try get all this if i the natural one just get the natural one uh don't mix anything get to the market ask somebody from the north to get you some if you don't if you want some you can you know you can tell me and i can get you some because i come from the north and it's going to be very very productive for you not just even person with albinism um anybody at all can yeah. use it but today we are on person with albinism and so if you are anywhere and you have a copy of this uh I mean interview it would be good if you can also get it yourself in the meantime until you also get uh access to the sunscreen cream but please let's talk about accessibility um we will still come back factoring in Ghana and all that good. but how i understand that this cream is i don't know is somehow uh difficult to access by the uh, a layman um person with albinism um i don't know if that is true but how the accessibility and how is is it yeah um the cream basically because our part of the world we don't normally uh, use that part, that those kind of cream so they are very difficult to get you can only get them in mm. supermarkets uh which are mostly very expensive um mm. after some time now we have been able to work with some partners from Czech Republic and we've been able to produce that cream locally before you go you said expensive how expensive can you give me an estimate of how expensive it can be yeah you can get for like, one um 100 ml bottle for 50 cities and above depending on where you are buying it from and depending on the type or the brand wow yes so so you and that so you mean you, you okay you can go ahead okay yeah so you mean the lowest you can get is a 50 Ghana city that's the lowest you can get and you might even get like 50 ml for that amount or even higher wow Yes, and 50 ml can last, okay, so, can last you if you have used it regularly it can last you for basically not even up to a month. Wow. Wow. So that means it's, it's a it's a challenge. Yeah, you know, you know uh, we, we always say specific organism needs sunscreen more than they need malaria drugs. Because yeah because it, it looks like that's your lifeline it's, it, it's basically our lifeline it's something that anytime you have to work out you have to apply it. otherwise you get sunburned so you were talking about Czech Republic and the production let's continue from okay, there okay um in 2018 we met a friend who also like you did your interest in writing about albinism and through that we are able to find another or other friends who are chemists and they decide to rather produce or help to produce the creams that we can do it ourselves in Ghana 
So they were able to use some of the local materials and able to formulate the sunscreen that we are producing in Ghana here. And it's very, very important. We use the shea buffer and we add the other chemical filters and that becomes the cream. So now you can see the creams are available in our offices. We are still going through the documentation processes and testing. Testing has been done by the standard authority and we are going through the other processes to start so that the cream will start in the market. But Okay. Yeah, okay. I need the cream. You can come to Engage Now Africa or Ghana Association of Persons Without Missing and you have the cream. Okay. And now is now that Engage Africa is producing it and uh is it for the general consumption as in any sort of person without albinism can purchase some and if others can purchase some, are they also are they buying it at the same price with the person with albinism would want it? Yeah, basically that's how we because we we don't want to discriminate. The, you know, sunscreens are good for everyone. We always get sunburn in one way or the other, but we don't actually realize it. And sun actually have effects on our skin. Everybody with without a skin tone or color. You know, it increases your aging process. Exposed to the sun, it increases your aging process. Okay. So when you need sun protection, it keeps you uh make maintain your skin at that young age or young looking. So everyone needs some level of sun protection. So the cream is to cater for the general public. And let me let you know that the shea butter has its own effect on the skin and the shea butter is the base for the cream so when you are the continuous use of the cream give you that kind of radiant smooth skin aside the sun protection and it's always also give you that kind of moisturizing skin that you need as a, as a person you know person with albinism have dry skins and we always need constant moisturizers. But Kwame, Kwame, um, you talked about discrimination. You don't want to be discriminated, but that is discrimination on the on the part of yourselves. Because let me tell you why it's discrimination. The person, uh-huh. the let person me. with albinism, they required it, and it's like they are means one of their means of survival. Okay. Yeah. And these all of all of us who are not persons with albinism. We mm-hmm. we using this as a supplement, okay? We are just yes. we are just we are just going to be using this because we want some extra some kind of perfect body. The exactly. Most of them are struggling, even to get a job because of their situation. We are going to be coming back to the sense. I mean the uh, the stigma and all that. They are struggling mm-hmm. to get. A- the, the, the normal person with albinism is struggling to get a job in the midst mm-hmm. of other people in order to even raise some money to be, to come and buy this. Then yeah. you have an organization that have decided to be able to produce this and it's available in your offices. Yet you still decide to sell it at the same price 
that a person with albinism would want to buy it and the same and and person who really do, excuse me to use the word really do not really need it mm-hmm. i mean to buy the same price with them so how can you connect these things how can you convince me that you are not even discriminating against yourself yeah if i say selling it at the same price to person with albinism as well as the general public it, it doesn't to me it's not discriminatory because what we normally do is it, it's a social enterprise so sometimes we go in our own way if more people are able to buy we can be able to produce more and even give out freely to person with ability on our programming do you get what i'm trying to say yeah i was expecting you to tell me this earlier yeah we we give our free creams to person with albinism and Good. those who want to buy also buy that means anytime we have programs that person with albinism are present we give out those creams to them and then the general public are also encouraged to buy but the cream is is, is 200 250 ml bottle and we are selling it for 15 cities so um, if if I if I should go to a market and then sell that cream to a PWA who come or a person with albinism who come and I sell it to her or him 15 cities and a, a person without the condition come and I'm telling it to that person 20 cities it, it doesn't actually okay. give me that image. Okay, so I understand I understand from that point, but what I was suggesting, of course, you don't need to put it at the market and be like, okay, if you're a person with albinism, come and bring 10 Ghana cities. If you're a person who is not with albinism, that is always, that is definitely going to be biased. I think if you're coming from exactly. that angle, I understand. But what I was saying is, um, mm-hmm. maybe there should be a way where persons with albinism, a channel where they are communicated to and, and being asked to get it at this button a person with albinism okay particular point uh, this particular way and yeah, then that, this, that this we are going to give it to you do, the oh. mm-hmm. yes basically that's what i want to say there you go on yeah uh, the priority is on person with albinism and we go we do everything possible to even hand over the cream to them free of charge okay we that sometimes pay for it and then give it to them for free. And we also organization to buy, then give it to the individuals at no cost. Good. So that's the good news. I, I think I love this part of the interview. So um, I'm glad that you have a mechanism to give in to them for free. So how often do you distribute and donate? Sometimes. Uh, even sometimes uh, individuals come to buy and they will pay for it and say okay let's we are buying this and then donate it to individuals with albinism some also come to buy and then go and give it out to person with albinism wow and okay you asked a question earlier which i couldn't get clearly yeah i was trying i was trying to say that uh this is the good news part of it and i want to find out the mechanism how how you are uh, able to distribute and how often do you get to give to people, I mean, 
people with albinism for free? Like, do you have a, a way, a period, a number that you distribute within a period of time and the targeted group, how you do it, how you coordinate so that you cut across the, I mean, I'm sure you know your members, you know where they are, you know how it is. So can you brief me how you are able to touch their hearts by, I mean, giving them some of these freebies? Yeah, um, basically, um, we do organize activities from community to community to sensitize individuals and the whole community on albinism. So on these programs, we invite as many as persons with albinism that is within the jurisdiction at which the activity is being organized. Mm. So at this event, we give out the creams and we train them on how to use it and when to use it so that they can maximize its use. Oh, okay. Basically, that's what we do. Uh, the Ghana system of test we have a very decentralized system that we use that channel to, to distribute the creams to the individuals. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah, so if, if we need cream in the northern region, you call the northern regional representative uh, he or she take delivery of the creams and then mobilize the people within his territory and then the creams are given out okay so that is very informative um how do you handle the myth around surrounding a uh, uh, person with albinism is is widely known some some crazy 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 i mean to me it sounds so crazy to me for, for someone to think that they they require uh, I mean I mean they require to 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 I mean use a person with albinism in order to to be rich and I I don't know what have you I mean, come up with what are some of the responses what how do the I mean the albinism community I mean take this whole situation? Yeah, um, the, the myths are widespread and we call it myth because they don't have any scientific explanation. Yes. So what we basically do and how to combat these myths is through education and sensitization. So what we do, as I said earlier in the earlier conversation, uh, we do organize community-based sensitization programs and forums. Mm. Uh, at, at these forums, we try to educate the communities or the attendants on what albinism is. And we try to let them understand the scientific basis of albinism and disabuse their mind of these myths. Mm. That they are just things that because of lack of understanding, people tend to uh, associate it with several other things which cannot be explained scientifically so one that is how we do combat the myths we go out on radio on tv and as we are doing now we use these various mediums social media and to educate the general public that albinism is nothing but a genetic condition that results in lack of learning and the individuals with this condition does not have special power as compared to the general public i i i think we even have less if we are talking about powers 
my personal view is that people who do not have albinism should have those because we excuse me to use the word we we have almost all the components components that that, that constitute to uh, i mean uh, a complete human and yes people who lack one of the comp- uh, co- components um, is considered as <laughs> somebody who can offer some riches yeah you know um when something seems weird to you and since you don't understand that thing you will try to have your own way of explaining what is surrounding that you get what i'm saying say if it say a, a two white husband and wife giving birth to a black child in an european land because maybe if they are not able to understand that phenomenon they will be able to find a way to explain it in their own way that to suit them the same thing happens when a child with albinism is, is born and over the years people have associated with so many things some say because uh, you go you, you are the, the you have gone to girls to go for a child and the girls have given you that child and some say because you have been punished by the girls uh they give you that child as a source of punishment and several other means so um the basic thing for okay. us is to let, let them understand that there is nothing special about having apart from the lack of the melanin in their body yeah okay so um just i think our time is running out but we, we, anyway we still have a lot to talk about by the time it's running about how is the feeling um, when people have this myth? Um, I mean, when you go to sensitize them and all that, just in a short answer, uh, do you feel that people are scared, people, persons with albinism are scared because of some of these myths? Basically, yeah, people with albinism kind of exercise some restraint in reaching out to the public because some people can just see you on the street and make a comment that if you are not that strong hearted you will not be able to come out of your rooms again so basically people are vitamin mostly most of them are shy caught into their shells and kind of afraid to express themselves in public because of these myths because you don't know who is having that kind of myths about you and the kind of reaction the person will have is kind of discouraging to many people with albinism I want you to I want you to add the fact of uh, job acquisition, like um, acquiring a job or doing something. Um, um, just give me a brief um, response to how. What is the challenge? Like a typical challenge? Can you just go straight to using somebody's example? Mm. Yeah, the challenge is um, you may have all the notification like myself when I completed the. Uh, national service i attended too many interviews but the only thing after the interview they tell you they will call you and that that's was it and that's it that ended and there was even one instance i faced i was in the interview they asked me what is my basic challenge i told them oh, i as per my condition i cannot see clearly from afar and the guy just stood up Pick a marker, I went and wrote on the board that I should read from where I was sitting. I told him that I cannot read from where I was sitting, so I have to go close. And I did. 
and that ends the interview and that ends the recruitment today never coming back for anything so it's difficult most people see person with ability as incapable of doing anything and therefore they wouldn't like to even employ you however uh, skills you might be having if you are listening to us right now if, if you have time and you are listening to the patrick podcast show on this episode just so you know i am speaking on authority the persons living with albinism in fact they are one of the most intelligent persons on earth uh, god has found a way to, to bless them and they do marvelously they they are loving people and they they respect humans. I have dealt with them. I have dealt with the, uh, the president of the association in Ghana. I've dealt with Abdul Ghani, uh, the, uh, one of their members, um, high-ranking member, and, and now I'm talking to Andrews. Um, I can really say on authority that these people are going to give you the best if you let them in. So please, I am also adding my voice. Whenever you meet a person with albinism, just give them a chance. Talk to them, get to know them. And you're going to be knowing somebody wonderful. And any way you can help them, they have an association, check them out. If you want to help them through the Patrick Podcast Show, why not DM me either on Facebook or on Instagram. Instagram will be preferred, uh, the Patrick Show, and it's going to be wonderful. If you want to reach out to uh, Pame, who's uh, talking to me right now, is this, um I think it's that Lokwame Andrews, right? Yes, that's my social media name. Basically, it's just my name on every social media. Yes, so just search Kwame Andrews Daklo. Or just the way you arrange it, anyhow you arrange it, you will still find him there. So, yeah, so that is how you're going to be.